the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Small business owner and corner office CEO. We are the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Polls indicate President Joe Biden's popular approval continues to lag, especially when it comes to the U.S. economy. The details correspondent George Williams. Speaking about the U.S. economy in Chicago this past week, President Biden claimed credit for an agenda that he says has provided for all Americans. People go, that's great, but it takes time to get it out in the field. It takes time for them to see it. But American voters do not appear to share the president's optimism, according to the RealClearPolitics.com average of seven major opinion polls. 57% express disapproval on the U.S. economy, with only 38% giving approval. By a similar margin, the president's overall approval, according to the average of those polls, is only 42.5%, with 53.6% registering disapproval. George Williams reporting. This is SRN News. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. For women facing unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful and saving lives. Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The mind is a globe with whirling transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning, welcome, King Banyan Show, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Slightly thick tongue, very stuffy nose. Is it like you, like you, maybe? I ended up having to uh, cut the lawn yesterday, uh, last night, finally. It finally had grown enough. I'd shamed by my uh, lawn care person to putting more water on the lawn, and finally it grew 
enough that we cut it. And for me, with uh, pretty bad hay fever allergies, uh, that usually means the next morning is uh, pretty tough. You, you would think, well, maybe you should wait to do that until after you do the King Bang show on the Biz 1440. Well, not me. I went and did it anyway because I got, uh, well, let's let's just say there was a family conversation that happened and that resulted in uh, me going out to doing the lawn. Uh, six five one two eight nine uh two eight nine four four seven seven number call with questions and comments uh six five one two eight nine four four seven seven um it's uh the first of july uh it's not really fourth of july weekend i guess but it is kind of it's also for me it's like that fifth saturday of the month i always tell you it's a weird time but i will tell you the four of the last nine days i've been involved in some work for the university that uh, encompasses uh, faculty contracts. So I have not been out very much uh, and been pretty tied up for four four of the last uh, nine days doing that and some other work here at the university. So including, and we're going to talk about, the Corley Business Report we uh, published uh, and we presented and we're in the middle of making a video that because of the holiday weekend, we won't get out till next week. But uh, we made a little video of uh, what happened at that at that event. We'll tell you, but we'll have that posted to you on our Twitter feed using the hashtag pound KBRS uh, at sometime uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday next week uh, when we get when we get that up after uh, after the 4th of July on Tuesday. Uh, anyway. It was a pretty substantial week in terms of economic news. Uh, And all of that news pointed in just one direction. That direction being the economy (laughs) looks stronger than we thought it would. And you had, you know, you had a few people out, uh, particularly uh, Jay Powell, who's in Europe doing a doing a tour where he's doing an IMF conference, a European Central Bank conference, and so forth. He he was out and about speaking, and guess what? I didn't record, didn't record a moment of it. I thought for this holiday weekend, a quasi-holiday weekend, because are you really working on Monday? I will be. I'll be working on Monday, but are, are you really working on Monday? Mm, don't know. Maybe not. So maybe you're taking the four day weekend. If so, good for you. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> it's gonna be but it's it's nice to get four days in. Powell's over there and he's talking. I said, You don't need to hear Jay Powell anymore. So we're not gonna play any of him. Uh or the other three central bank governors that were on the stage with him at the uh IMF conference uh in Portugal, uh, which would have been on Wednesday of uh last week. But by and large, what did they all say? They said, hey, inflation's too high. We're going to reduce it down. Well, three of them said that. Uh, uh, Andrew Bailey, who's the governor of the Bank of England. Christine Lagarde, who is the governor of the European Central Bank. And the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell, all say that. Uh, 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 Masuo Ueda, who is the chair of the Bank of Japan, no. It says, look, we still don't have inflation where it needs to... We don't have inflation at 2%. Our inflation's below 2%. So we're not going to raise rates in the way that uh, other people are. Um, so they are... So that's it. That was the meeting. They spent an hour and 45 minutes. And I took the bullet for you. I watched the whole thing. Um... Uh, Set, you know, instead of watching a movie movie Wednesday night, I watched an IMF conf, uh, conference with four central bank leaders on it. Uh, uh, general impression, uh, it was pretty clear they would do that. Sarah Eisen, who was the I was the uh, CNBC uh, talking head, who led the panel, moderated the panel did ask this one interesting question. I almost pulled the information for this, but I chose not to. The information was, hey, do you still think you need to be committed to 2% inflation? 
uh, and uh, to a person, they all said no, not thinking about it. No, not thinking about it. No. And then the Bank of Japan uh, uh, chair Ueda says, "Well, we haven't had two percent inflation, so we would like to get there first before we think about getting beyond it." So, which is a pretty funny answer. Thus, you've now covered. I just saved you with ninety seconds. I just saved you watching an hour and forty-five minutes of a press conference of a uh, panel of central bankers. So we won't talk about that. So what are we going to talk about? First of all. I do want to spend some time talking about the data and what it means. Uh, I do want to spend some time talking as well about what happened with uh, what happened with our quarterly business report that we put out. Uh, it hit the press on Wednesday at stcloudlive.com slash QVR. We made the presentation on Thursday and had this really great discussion where I got to sort of sit back and let the audience talk for a while, and it was, you know, in a room. It was nice, and I I apologize to those of you who live in the Twin Cities who, for the last couple of years, have been able to come back and come and watch us online. I've decided not to have the online option anymore. We weren't getting a big enough group for one thing. Much like my students, who knew, fully grown adults, uh, also. When given the option, don't want to really get dressed up and come out to an 8 a.m. Uh, talk, so they'll stay home and have another cup of coffee, just like I'm having right here. Excuse me. And they'll go ahead and have and and, and then participation is strange as well. And so we ended up with a nice, robust room of about 50 people uh, having a talk, and it was it, it was great. You, like I said, you will get the piece. But the talk that happened around the room afterwards was, was I was put I put out the question to them and got a lot of feedback about the fact that over the last, well, I want to say eighteen months or so, there's been a little bit of a tug of war between workers and employers about the working conditions in in uh, businesses it's largely focused on the work from home phenomenon but it's not just that there are other things that are happening where where t- workers have a greater level of control over the terms and conditions of employment than they've had in the past businesses have periodically said you'll get a well publicized national firm saying i'm bringing everybody back into the office everyone needs to stop working from away and they end up with a worker revolt nothing and uh in most cases i would say businesses have had to back down from that um so the question was for you know i said we're here in st cloud we're not that big a community we've got we've got probably in our our area about it about 90,000 private sector workers and another uh, 15 to 18,000 public sector workers. Um, For the private sector workers, private sector folks in the audience here, what are you seeing? And there was this really interesting discussion about I'm seeing work sharing. I'm not seeing my, 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 I'm having trouble hiring people at either end of the age distribution. I can't get the 22-year-old. I can't get the 62-year-old. Okay? And so they were, basically, I was trying to show them, here's what the 25 to 54-year-old age cohort looks like. And they're back, and and it's strong. Their labor force participation rate is high. But this group was arguing, well, in fact, for us to do what we need, we need the people outside of that 25 to 54 age cohort to also be strong because our labor shortage issues are pretty are pretty big. Now, that wasn't what ended up in our report. Our businesses that did respond to us said pretty pretty clearly that they're not seeing as diff- great a difficulty hiring qualified workers as they did before. But this is this is uh basic basically this is news uh to to me that uh they're saying, well, we are having trouble, but we're having trouble with these specific groups. And it was about five minutes of conversation that 
we did not <laughs> we did not uh, control we did not plan but probably uh, it's the kind of information you can only get by being in the room of those people so we're glad we're actually bringing people back in person so what did our quarterly business report say our businesses came back still significantly negative you'll forgive me i'm from time to time having to trying to deal with uh, my sinus issues here while i'm trying to talk to you um but the the main issue for them is simply business they're actually seeing fewer people coming up to them and this is because at least to me the reason for this is because st cloud has more businesses in manufacturing than the united states or even the state of minnesota as a whole we have about as many rochester is a big manufacturing sector st cloud is has a big manufacturing sector much bigger than the Twin Cities, and interestingly, bigger than Duluth. Duluth has, of course, uh, has shipping and it has mining, and and that's big up there. But in terms of the four largest cities, forgive me, Mankato, uh, but, uh, you know, that purple stuff. Uh, we're, uh, we're seeing in manufacturing still significant signs of weakness, weakness. but the data we got this past week may show that even that might be turning around. So, question of the day. Is the recession still on, King? Well, I'm going to tell you why we say yes right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls. We're where you are. We are Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. The Michelle Tafoya Podcast, free on YouTube, or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. 
Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. Yeah, I think that was sort of the lesson from the uh, from from that uh, talk on Thursday was was it still there's still a, a significant absence of workers in the marketplace, um, which took me by surprise took me a little bit by surprise the 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 strength with which they were talking about it and we had someone that runs uh, what I think of as being a real clearinghouse for as a clearinghouse for businesses to post jobs and for people to then thereby come find them um we're actually looking at trying to use the uh, web traffic on that on that site as a way to measure uh what's happening with supply and demand of jobs uh, in the employment market here in the local economy still doing some experiments on on that data set um 651-289-4477 the number to call questions and comments 651 651- Two eight nine four four seven seven. That 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 is a uh, that is a uh, that is the number to call. Um, if if my team would like my crack research team would like to tell me how I can make my my i my eye watch not try to answer questions that I didn't ask it, <laughs> that would be great. Um, it talks at the strangest times. Uh, let me go back and look at this data again. All right, so there were two pieces of data that were that were really um, that two pieces of data that really kind of took us by surprise. First off, durable goods orders on Tuesday came in at at one point seven percent versus an expectation, a forecast of a negative point nine. Now, when you do the durable goods numbers, you always have to adjust for big ticket items, and particularly the biggest ticket item is airplanes. When when Boeing or Lockheed or someone gets a large order for for planes, you have to book them on the month they're ordered. That will always skew the data. And so durable goods minus transportation came in at a plus six versus uh, um, versus a minus six last time. So a big chunk of that 1.7 percent up, which was a surprise, came out of came out of uh, airplane orders. But still, still, durable goods came in uh, plus 0.6 versus a minus 0.6 uh, the month before when you subtract those houses. New home sales were up 763,000 versus an expectation of 675 and a previous number in uh, in April of 680. This is an interesting point to be raised. To what extent, and I was talking to one of my employees uh, here uh, earlier this week, they've been looking for a house, I want to say better part of a year, and she can't find what she's looking for. Um, and 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 we're talking. She said, "I don't understand why I can't find houses." Well, I I would now argue that for many people, you have something called the golden handcuffs. The golden handcuffs are the low interest rates that you are paying. Are are the low interest rates that are being paid on mortgages? Make it make it a little more plain. If you refinance your mortgage at three percent, and you know your next mortgage is going to be six percent, unless you're earning a lot more money, chances are you're probably not going to qualify for that next house that you want to move into. You are more likely to say stay put. So the number of existing homes that are in the marketplace is going to be lower. And that is actually still keeping the construction industry building because the only way to get houses into the marketplace for people that want to move into their own homes to do, in family formation 
and get out of apartments is by selling new homes. Now, the unfortunate part of that is, of course, new homes are not cheap. Um, and, and so that's been, that's been an issue. So that was, that, that came in higher than expected. Consumer confidence, higher than expected. 109.7 versus 104. Then Thursday, while I am talking (laughs) at this, just while, actually, I took a break. Uh, my, my colleague, uh, uh, Monica Maimali got up and spoke when, when, while she was speaking, I sat down, popped open the phone and looked at the, the Bureau of Economic Analysis, uh, website to get the revision on GDP. And I may have done a low whistle, uh, while doing that. When we first reported the GDP number to you, it came in at 1.3%. The second estimate came in at one4 but then we received data that had made it clear clear to most forecasters that the third estimate, which was what was reported on Thursday, would come in even higher than the second. But the expectation was for a rise to 1.6, and instead we got a rise all the way to 2.0. That 2.0 number was was very strong. It was, and and, and two was was very strong higher than expected and caused a lot a lot of people go like me to whistle and go whoa wait that uh that's a that would mean some mean something important it could mean for example it might mean for example that some of the growth we think is going to happen in q2 <coughs> is in fact being pulled into two into quarter one that takes us then to yesterday's report on personal income and personal consumption. Those data came in pretty pretty strong. Those data came in pretty strong. That with with uh, income up uh, income was up four tenths of percent last month, five and a half percent last in the last year, wages and salaries up five point eight percent year after year. But if you adjust those for inflation, wages and salaries are up a much smaller 2% in real terms. And overall, real real income was up 1.6%. But spending, spending was up even more, right? Spending on services is up 8% over the last year. And even adjusted for inflation, that's about a 25 to 3% increase in spending on services. Altogether then, altogether then, um, the, these data came in to, at a rate that would say the second quarter doesn't look too bad. If you look at the forecast from Bank of America, from Golden, Goldman Sachs, I was just reading, uh, I was just, just reading over the, uh, uh, over on uh, T on TD Partners, which is uh, the uh, financial advisory outfit up in Toronto, um, they came out with a forecast for twenty three overall of one and a half percent. Well, we now have two percent in quarter one. We now have a number that is probably going to be between one and a half and two in the second quarter. That still means that you have to think that the GDP numbers are going to come down. Um, we still have to think that the GDP numbers have to come down below 1% to hit that 1.5 target for year-over-year growth, which I think is probably pretty close to where I would put it. I don't do an annual U.S. GDP forecast. I don't have a number in my head, but if you, know, but if you were to say... What's it going to be? Ballpark it for me. I would say one to one and a half is probably what I, what I would be most comfortable with. And and so. It makes you wonder. It makes us all wonder. And I'm going to talk about this. And but we we haven't talked about the inflation side, of that report yet. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that in a few moments. But before I get to that, let me just let me just repeat this for you. In a world where GDP continues to grow at this rate, we're going to get on Friday coming up, 
the jobs report for June, our first peak into June. Our best guess for a forecast right now for the June number <coughs> is that it's going to come in at 240 versus the 339 we had before. Anything at 240 or 250 um, makes it almost for sure that GDP in the second quarter went up more than 1.5%, that it's closer to the same 2% we had before. So that still says to me that a downshift in the second in the second half of 2023 is being expected by just about everybody. I don't think I'm out of line when I'm saying I expect a mild recession starting in the second half. I still say that's true. And it turns out so do the people that I've been talking to here in the in central Minnesota our survey that came out. I'm going to give you some more facts about that right after these messages. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smartfares see smartfares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smartfares to fill them so you get airline tickets at crazy low prices they have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. PragerTopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager. PragerTopia Unlimited. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. I'm only not talking because I want to say, is that 71, Spencer? 
Summer 71, was this the song that came out? Is that when, when this came out from Three Dog Night? I'll have to look it up. Uh, he's looking at... Oh, Spencer got, got the answer for I did. 70, okay. So here's the thing. This weather that we're going to experience this weekend reminds me back when I grew up in New England. Summertime, and particularly around the 4th of July, just like here, the weather would always be this ridiculously humid, hot stuff where it was even humid at the beach. It was pretty, it was, it was kind of nuts. So it's why many of us in New England, we don't go to the lake for cooling off. We go to the ocean uh, because it's cooler there um, and you get more of a breeze there. I can distinctly remember playing that song and in 1970 when this came out I this is this is by the way the first full length LP I ever bought was that LP Second one was was uh, Madman Across the Water by Elton John and that song probably played my parents are in heaven now but uh, I can. I think they can still hear me when I say I am really sorry, Mom and Dad, but it was the summer of 1970. I played the daylights out of that particular album. They must have heard that song 30 to 40 times. I want to say it's been 20 years since I've heard that song on Three Dog Night uh, by Three Dog Night. I wonder if they're touring. Um, I'll have to see. Uh, I'm actually seeing another band that I played constantly on that same thing it was a plastic turntable that folded to close the cover and the two speakers also made of plastic would attach to the side so you could pick it up take it someplace else unhook the speakers from the side put it on a put it put them where you want there was a cord that i think only went six feet in either direction um oh no really I hate you. There are tickets to this thing? Okay, so Three Dog Night is in Minneapolis. So I I would put those speakers on, take those out, and I could take that to any room in the house. And I did. Um, my poor parents had no idea it was coming. Okay, yes, I'm a firstborn. All right, I have to... I have to... Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Spencer, very short. I'm in. Um, I I would I'd love to take someone with me because I'm I can promise you this my wife isn't going. <laughs> I would do this absolutely. I would do this. Um, uh, because um, it, it has been forever since I've seen them. Um. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Sorry for that distraction, but but three dog night just uh, brings it out in me. Um, I'm so glad to see that they're touring. Uh, the band I'm seeing that actually up here in Waite Park uh, next month is uh, Grand Funk Railroad, along with uh, Starship. So that will be, I will be there. So yes, yes, I love Geezer Rock. Okay, deal with it. So let's talk about the other side of the, uh, let's talk about the, uh, yes, uh, uh, Grand Funk Railroad and Starship, great concert. Doobie Brothers are up here too, by the way. Um, uh, so, so you should uh, you should be good with that. The other side of that that income and consumption piece is this is where we get the the other set of price indices that we know the Federal Reserve watches more closely, and those are the ones that that associate with personal consumption expenditures. So the number that came out was the 12-month growth rate was 4.7%. Core PCE, market-based core PCE was at, or core PCE was at 4.7%. Market-based core PCE was also at 4.7%. That's, now I'm comparing that to, to uh, um, declining from a peak of 7% in May of 22. 
if I just look at the overall PC, that was at seven. That was at seven percent. Um, core inflation four point six percent on a year ago comparison. The peak uh, in February was at five point four percent. So for all of the caterwauling about tight monetary policy, in the in the last three months we've moved the twelve month rate from five point four percent to four point six percent. If I look at if I look at that super core, right, that super core that uh, says we're now okay, we're moving taking out services only. Uh, and we're going to take out housing. That was up two tenths in May, and it's now four and a half versus a year ago. This this sort of inspired a, a, a couple questions yesterday morning uh, on. I believe this was. I have to go back and now check to make sure I remember when this what this came from. Um, Yes, this would have been from CNBC on uh, yesterday morning. Mohamed El Arian from uh, Allianz Group and the president of uh, of uh, uh, King's College at uh, Cambridge uh, had this to say about about the pressure that they're experiencing. Cut number one. So I think if they are serious about that two percent inflation target, then they should hike. In fact, Chair Powell told us yesterday that. A majority of the FOMC expects to at least, he used the word, at least two more hikes. So if they are serious about 2%, they should hike. 2%, right? 5.4 in, in February, 4.6 now. Let's suppose you think you don't have to do anything else and you still want to get below, you still want to get to 2%. All right, this isn't hard math. You've got 2.6 to go. You've got 2.6% excess inflation to go. If you did a straight line on that, which I'm going to tell you in a moment is not what you should do. But if you just did a straight line projection, 5.4 here, 4.6 here, continue the line, you don't get to 2% until the first part of 2024. However, the cost of disinflation and the speed at which you can disinflate decreases as you get closer to the goal. We all know that. That is what has always happened. And it gets worse when you may have damaged your credibility by being too slow to reduce inflation before. In other words, because the markets still expect that you're going to do a reduction before the end of 2024, sometime in the second half of 24, you might have to stay tighter for longer than you than you have now. That's why they're saying, hey, t- at least two more rate increases between here and the end of 2023. El Arian continues, cut number two. The problem, Melissa, and we see it in the data on a weekly basis, is that because the Fed was late, inflation has gotten embedded in the service sector. And to get to inflation in the service sector via interest rate, you undermine the goods sector. So that, that is the trade-off they, want, they need to make. They want to maintain optionality right now. That's why they paused um, at, the, at the last meeting. But let's hope that's not the muddled middle, because getting to service inflation is tricky. We saw this again in Europe today. Headline came down, but coal went up. And that we are seeing as a repeated message in most of the advanced world. Most of the advanced world is experiencing manufacturing recessions. And I think that's what I'm picking up in our survey here in St. Cloud, is that my local goods producers are having a rough time. But those who are in the service sector, and we survey... We survey banks, we survey, so we're talking to banks, they're not having a good time either. But we talk to retailers, we talk to a couple IT firms, we, we don't have that many, I would love to sample more, but we just don't have anyone to sample. Um, but it was very interesting, after the meeting, I won't identify her by name, but a director of a local manufacturing 
Manufacturers uh, uh, Trade Association came up and said, I would love for you to talk more about that. I'd like you to talk to my, my folks more. In fact, I had just done a talk for her, I want to say, two months ago. Um, but they are certainly very key, uh, tuned in. Getting out the service sector inflation means only one thing, and this is what the Fed has said. To get it out, you actually have to get wages to ameliorate. You can't keep paying 5 and 6% higher wages year over year and expect inflation to still come in at 2%. And someone says, well, why not? Why can't you do that? And my answer is, tell me how the firm can earn an additional 3 to 4% on your product in order to be able to share that with you with a 5% wage increase, okay? So if I assume they can get 2% more for their product each year in the long run, and I'm going to pay you 5%, I have to figure out how to cover the other 3%, and it has to come from higher productivity. Or you're making, okay, that could be either you're making more goods, which you're not because you're a service sector, or that you're providing a better service that people are willing to pay more for that, Sometimes we'll call it inflation because it really isn't because it's actually just better stuff. You're having a better experience. You're getting better service. That's what it takes. And that is that is the issue we have right now. I need to take a break here. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. <laughs> Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety? Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you mentalhealthmn.org sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station yeah Invergrove Hyundai they have an amazing service staff incredible hey I'm Javon from Egan all in all um, the entire staff is so friendly I mean you have young people to even elders they really are like like good people they have really really good hearts so Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend uh, he'll, he'll remember your name too <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020, and uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once, and I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light, and I wanted to get it checked on, but they never give me a hassle. They're just like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it. And, You'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit WorshipHouseMedia.com. That's WorshipHouseMedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. From Lakeville to Lake Superior and Champlin to Chile. 
We're where you are. The Biz 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Listen in anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. So part of my pause on whether or not a recession is still coming came from one piece of data that I didn't expect. Now, I can't, I, and I'm trying to figure out what is happening uh, in this, in happening in this number. Uh, the Atlanta Fed has a dashboard that I really like, which gives me 12 months growth rates for underlying inflation. Everything from core CPI to the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco's cyclical core PCE measure, um, which overstates inflation, I know, by, by more than a little bit. Uh, but in a cyclically sensitive inflation number. And what I find really interesting about, about that number is that is that all of those numbers for in terms of cyclicals, the Federal Reserve cyclical core and the stock and Watson measure are both higher than what they were back in May of 22. In May of 22, the 12 month growth rate of those numbers were 6.4 and 5.7. Now they're 7.9 and 6.5. That, that is telling me that we are with a, that we may not be in a period where we're seeing inflation dropping fast because the economy is cooling. Which is why I think there are a lot of there is a lot of commentary about the Fed's going to tighten too much. They are worried about a recession. They're particularly worried about a recession because next year is an election year. And incumbents don't do well when there's a recession happening. Um, and and while I look at core PCE, which I think is a relatively neutral measure, and I see core PCE at 4.7 versus 4.9 in May of 22, and, and that number is typically, you know, 75% of the time, that number's over the last, between 2009 and 2019, 75% of the time, that number's at 2.1 or lower, and it's now at 4.7. It tells me I've got 2.6 to go. It means to me that you can't <clears throat> argue that you're back to target and start to cut rates any time before the first half of 2024. So I think El Arian in those comments was correct. And indeed, I want to play this again because I thought this was very, very interesting. Let's play this again. This is cut number two. The problem, Melissa, and we see it in the data on a weekly basis, is that because the Fed was late, inflation has gotten embedded in the service sector. And to get to inflation in the service sector via interest rate, you undermine the goods sector. So that, that is the trade-off they, they need to make. They want to maintain optionality right now. That's why they paused um, at, the, at the last meeting. But let's hope that's not the muddled middle because getting to service inflation is tricky. We saw this again in Europe today. Headline came down, but coal went up. And that we are seeing as a repeated message in most of the advanced world. That, that fear, which I share, is that the Fed stops too soon and you end up in this area where you end up with 3% inflation. There's commentary out there that, that this might be, we might be able to have done enough I would argue we probably haven't done enough yet. I still think we need the need that stuff in the middle. Let me go and look again. Uh, look at uh, take you to another conversation. Raphael Bostic uh, was giving a speech um, over this past week uh, uh, at uh, a conference in Ireland. It seems like everyone from the Fed has gone to Europe for the last in the last week or so. And so he he's giving a speech, and this would have been on uh, on I believe uh, yesterday morning, Friday morning. Let's play let's play this uh, to start. This is cut number three. 
My staff and I find glimmers of hope in recent inflation reports. Notably, the distribution of price increases has narrowed considerably, which is a strong indicator that underlying inflation is in fact abating. Now, last month marked the first month since August of 2021 when less than 40% of the expenditure-weighted share of prices in the consumer price index basket rose by 5% or more. For perspective, the share of prices jumping 5% or more peaked at 80% in early 2022. So we've come a long way off of these extreme price dispersions. And this narrowing of severe price increases deepens my conviction. Right. Uh, and that's that I got a little bit more than I wanted from that. But that's here's what I've not seen anyone use a dispersion measure like he did here. This tells me that that they are, in fact, looking now the very first paper I wrote. It didn't even get published, but the very first paper I wrote about inflation as a graduate student, so this would be 42 years ago? 42, maybe? No, 42 years ago. But I talked about the fact that lower inflation comes with lower variability of inflation. And this dispersion that he's measuring, I think that's potentially real, but I will say he's the first person to try to articulate this. And there's a nice graphic um, I'll repost it during the break. There's a nice graphic of how they measure which which prices, you know, what share of the prices that went up went up by more than 10% versus less than 1%. Uh, less than 1%. And that number has come down, but yes, it has. But this is, this is um, I think, really looking for an argument to stop that I think is too soon. And this is further reason why I think when the Fed gave its statement um, over in, in the last, last uh, two weeks that they were going to have to stop, that, that they were going to pause, but they're going to start again, they were actually trying to straddle a big difference of opinion among the Federal, Govern- Federal Reserve governors and presidents. And uh, you can see someone who's on one side of this issue which would be uh, 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 President Bostic. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. We appreciate you listening to The Biz 1440, and we need your help. Hi, it's station manager Mike Murphy. You've probably noticed we're working hard to update our technical equipment to give you a better experience. As we refine the system, we invite you to let us know how we're doing. Please contact us and tell us if you're listening over the air or are streaming the station. Call 651-405-8800 or contact us via the website. You are the reason we do what we do, and we thank you again for spending time with us. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, 
GetMy3Quotes.com. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call. And learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. There's bull- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.